Let me put on a shirt and we could do this via, with a video if you'd like. Just to change it up. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mind your chest hair. Nah, it's not that. It's my fucking pale ass skin, dog. Dude. <laughs> Dude, like we're all gonna fucking come out of this looking like goddamn zombies. It's <laughs> I like I'm I like I got scared at myself in the mirror the other day. Like I look like fucking Gerard Way, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Welcome to Bromancing the Stone, it's the podcast where myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon, what up, watch Rob Cobbs, and then record our thoughts and post them on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners listening pleasure. And Max, how are you doing today? I am dandy. That's all I got. That's I got awesome. nothing. Like, I have nothing to report on anymore. Like. Every time it's become like dreading that question. Every time we record this, I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing? <laughs> what have you been doing? Uh, I've been working. I even put a couple hours of overtime in yesterday, which was a Saturday. Um, I also forgot to live tweet this movie. <laughs> I realized that. Um as it I happens. Said, you it tweet. happens. It is what it is. Yeah. You know what? People were getting too like clingy about it. Like yeah, they were getting too. We need to pull back. We live tweeted, and so yeah. I had to do it a couple yeah. times. Where it's just like, hey, you know, it's not so sweet in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They were taking us for <laughs> granted. You know? Yeah, exactly. I uh, also, yeah, I'm doing well. I I have my monitor playing in my headphones, which is I can hear myself talking. Because oh, God. We ran into that little technical snafu last week. Which oh, yeah. Uh, so people know about it. Um, and there was a slight change of quality and sound. So I put like a little two second like instrumental thing. Not like a change in sound quality, just like a change in initial energy until like we ran back <laughs> up. Because it was like really late at night right before it was about to be. <laughs> put out to the world that's um, like two or three episodes in a row right that we've had like something not, go wrong not, no no i mean just i think the last one before that one that had an issue was the uh drinking episode for love actually no so wasn't there that, wasn't there an episode where like one of our voices cut out for like two minutes yeah it was the love actually drinking episode that was the love actually episode yeah wow I thought it was a lot more recent than that. They all bleed together because we've been stuck inside. Yeah, Yeah, holy fuck. One thing that is good about Chicago right now is that I I talk shit about Puxatawney Phil, and then here here comes spring all of a sudden. Dude, I fucking dig this weather. I mean, I'll fuck with 40s and sunny. Like, that's, that's, that's the March 
of Chicago in like April of Chicago, I'll sign up for. Like this totally like- has me in the mood for St. Patty's Day again. <laughs> now I remember <laughs> why we get in the mood every fucking year. Not this year. Not this. Not year. this year. God damn it! We'll have to do I mean, like some sort of like virtual drinking together. I like that idea. I like that. We'll idea have to a do lot. something. Do I, I don't want the tradition yeah. to end. I mean, well, technically, did last year. Well, you went out, but I didn't. Oh, that's true. Damn it. Never mind. Because I think I probably had COVID. I just called it a cold, but I probably <laughs> had COVID. You really think um, it was COVID now? I don't know. It. I mean, it, it I, was. like Everyone's symptoms are different. It felt true. like just a cold, but it was different in that there was a there There was like a day and a half where I basically slept like 24 of the 36 possible hours. I mean, do you get that kind of slept a lot? Do you get those kind of colds though? Like, is that how you usually react to colds or is that pretty extreme? Like colds usually I can like, at least like walk around and like be awake. That's true. Yeah. This one was more of a, I could, I did not want to move. I, I had like, I had new girl on, on my laptop. And I just remember having it on, watching maybe half an episode, passing out, waking up like five episodes later, watching another like 10 minutes of it, like moving the mouse around so the nodes I'm still watching and then going back to sleep. And like I did that. That was one whole day of my sickness. Like, fuck. And then I, I usually Fuck, was on like maybe a you did day. have it. Jesus. I was on like a three day schedule of sickness too. Like that's usually how, like how many days I would take off of work. Cause I, I'm, I'm about like, if you're sick, don't go to work. Like just, Oh, totally. Like, I never like, you're sick, it's not worth go. it. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck if they're just like, go get a doctor's note, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm not going to go get a doctor's note. Like, I'm sick. Like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but they, but like, I would us- usually take three days off. On the fourth day, I still, like, stayed home. But I started working from home. And it was on that fourth day that all of a sudden they called an emergency meeting. And I joined in on Zoom. And then that's when they told everyone we're going to implement work from home starting, you know, after today, like basically, or almost like immediately that that's when they basically told everyone, grab your shit and go home. And we'll tell you when we'll come back for work from home. And that was like the last day people were in the office. So I was literally sick right when they started the work from home. And like right when I was getting to the point where I was like, I think I'm ready to come back. Then they're just like, everyone go home because of COVID. <laughs> so I didn't spread it. Jesus. I may have gotten hit by it right it. before everyone got sent home, though. And then, of course, because of that, I didn't go out on St. Patty's that weekend. Jesus. Yeah. Meanwhile, I go out with saying with my COVID nurse of a girlfriend at the time. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sitting there scoffing at it like shit's not going to get shut down. Look, we're fine. Literally the next day, (laughs) Chicago shuts down. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) God, I was a naive dick. From there. Yeah. If only we knew. A year now. 
Yeah, shit. Well, yeah, we already hit the year for the first case in Chicago, and then yeah, yeah, day after St. Patty's will be a year of actual quarantine. Fuck. (sighs) Yeah, man. If you know, talking about it almost feels like going back in time to that moment. Yeah. Speaking of going back in time, we watched when we first met a Netflix rom com that came out in 2018. Goddamn time travel. God damn it, time travel. <laughs> that was a funny line. <laughs> Goddamn so, time travel. Let's go into the stats of the film. Let's hear him. So when we first met is a 2018 American romantic comedy film directed by Ari Sandel and written by John Whittington. And starring Adam Devine, Alexandra Daddario, Shelley Hennig, Andrew Bachelor, and Robbie Amell. It was released worldwide on Netflix on February 9th of 2018. So, okay. over three years ago. I'm surprised that this is three years old. Actually, so me I too. I thought sense. it was a lot newer it than that. feels recent. Yeah. But it's been out that long. Because I remember talking with... Uh, Christy about it. Oh, really? Yeah, she had seen it as well. So it has been that long ago. Yeah. She and I, I remember having a conversation with her about it. Um, The movie, the running time is set at 97 minutes, um, which is where a rom-com should be, honestly. And then they do have a budget for the film. How much do you think they spent making this film fifteen million. That's way too nine point five million. Holy shit! How? Okay, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to it, and young actors. Yeah, they went to New Orleans, which New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans is, uh, I would say not necessarily a common setting. But there are films set. There's, yeah. There are plenty of films that are set there, and that's because they give film cre- tax credits and things like that. So it's one of the more popular filming areas. So that kept the price tag down. And then other than Adam Devine, there really wasn't anyone else that seems like it, they would have garnered a high price tag. As far even, as, even then, I can't he, imagine yeah. his price tag being much higher than... Dario's probably like 500 like 500 grand and Daddario yeah. probably got like 200 or 250 well i guess i don't know i guess they have both been in some movies but i can't think of them as like i feel like these were both of their biggest roles like they usually play main characters well, but usually some sort of like b character that's part of the main character group yeah. i mean divine had the the workaholics background though oh that's true show. and that's that true. has its own fan base so that garners a yeah. higher price tag uh, but yeah the film uh in may 16 in may 2016 ari sandel was set to direct the film and then principal photography on the film began in mid-july of 2016 so this was filmed five years ago Wow. And the, and they released it a year and a half after it was filmed. It really doesn't feel that old. Yeah. 
I know, but hmm. it was. It's crazy. And then Rotten Tomatoes has 23 reviews on this film. What is the Rotten Tomatoes score? 37%. 43%. So not Damn. too far off. Hmm. Uh, the critics' consensus is... Much like its protagonist, when we first met, struggles in the cinematic friend zone and will face a slew of viewer breakups before finding much of the way of true love. Huh? <laughs> uh, there's a few reviews I'll read here. So, uh, David Ehrlich of IndieWire gave it a poor review, a D. And he wrote, It'll take you roughly five minutes to realize that Noah's going about things the wrong way. It'll take him more than 90. Yeah, (laughs) that was my first initial complaint as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Katie Walsh of the Los Angeles Times gave it a positive review, uh, saying the potentially problematic premise is narrowly sidestepped because the film zigs when you expect it to zag. This watered-down rom-com doesn't fully deliver, but it's a diverting twist on the genre nonetheless. Yeah, it definitely had some unique qualities to its storyline, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brian Tallarico of RogerEber.com gave it a poor review as well. Uh, He wrote, It's like being at a crowded restaurant and eavesdropping on the same bad first date over and over and over again. You'd probably want to move tables. Ha! <laughs> and then Preston Barta of Fresh Fiction, he wrote, or he gave it a B minus, and he wrote, how the movie plays with time and its different scenarios elevates it above your average laundry folding background noise rom-coms. I don't know if I go that far. I mean, I don't know if it elevates it beyond. I think it elevates it to that level. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like, mean. And we'll get into that. Credit where credit so, is due, for sure. But, yeah. Before we talk about the movie itself and the actors and all that sort of stuff, I have a question for you. Oh, boy. I love story so time. So, in this film, he's reliving the same two days in succession. Yeah. Back to back. Halloween and November 1st. Yeah. Well, Halloween of 2014 and then November 1st of yeah. 2017. Goddamn time travel. Yeah. So it's succession, but different years. Right. I'm not going to be that exact with it as far as like have to be the next day and so on and so forth. But what two days would you, in your life, would you want to... I guess Groundhog Day too. And the reason I asked this also is because there's another podcast. Shout out All Fantasy Everything. Fantastic podcast. But literally on Thursday, this past Thursday, their latest episode was Groundhog Days. Like where they they basically have a fantasy draft amongst like the four of them. There's the three hosts and then that guest. Yeah. And they have a fantasy draft where then they then choose on a certain subject. And oh, that's the cool. The subject was Groundhog Days, days that they wished to relive. And then they basically just explained days that they had lived that they would like to huh. live again. And they drafted him. Like, yeah. So, okay, first it's really of all, funny first that we watched this movie. 
and then we there's also that podcast and it's just like i thought that that'd be a good question first of all why the fuck didn't we think of something like that that's awesome <laughs> like a fantasy draft of some sort i mean well, sign me the fuck up whenever there's fantasy I mean, that involved. podcast came out before this one i know so it's been out for a few like five years now and second of all that's an awesome that's an awesome question that's cool that it's synced up with theirs too. That's that's awesome. It's almost like yeah. they fucking traveled back in time and figured out this would happen. <laughs> um, shit, man. I don't know. I never really thought about it. Come back to me. You got something specific? Okay. I think I do. And it's... Yeah, it's an interesting one. Okay. Because it's with friends, but it's not necessarily with, like, my closest friends are, like, the friends that I constantly am in contact with. But they're still friends that I'm close with and love, you know. Uh, Craig Biedemann. Yeah. You know, Craig. Uh, He and I have been friends since high school. He's still uh, in uh, Massachusetts. He, he still lives in Boston. Yeah, he's in yeah. Boston. Boston. Techni- technically lives in Quincy. But yeah, so uh, oh, our high school buddy, uh, his name is Brian. He was getting married. And he was getting married to a girl he met in college at Oregon State. Okay. And another high school buddy, Nick. He was going to be there like he was one of the groomsmen. Uh, Craig was going to be there performing the ceremony. And then uh, I got asked to be a, a replacement groomsman for Brian. <laughs> Is that um, a thing? But, <laughs> well, it was like a last minute thing. Hey, because... Usher, you've been promoted to the big leagues today. <laughs> well, I was going to be invited to the wedding. But then I got asked to be a, a late second or like a last second groomsman on there uh, because uh, the guy who was going to be the, the last groomsman, um, he just, he decided he couldn't make it to the wedding because the wedding was in California. Oh, isn't that and, fucking convenient, Renee? You yeah. took him out, didn't you? You selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> so this was May-ish of... Yeah, this is like May of 2011 or okay. 2012. Okay. Uh, I want to say 2012, actually. Yeah, May of 2012. Oh, uh, like a month so, before I moved away from Oregon. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe it was. Yeah, I believe it was May of 2012. So we like. So I'm going with uh, with my buddy. Craig, and then also um, our buddy Rick. Shout out Rick. He's another buddy from high school. Um, and our buddy Dylan, um, who his buddy I knew through the, their connection in college. But it's a bunch of Oregon State people okay. who are going to this wedding. And then I'm just there because I'm, I'm a high school buddy. Right. Uh, and we, I, so I meet up with them in Corvallis. Uh, and then we all get into a van. I think it was Dylan's parents' van. And so we get into this van, 
and we drive from Corvallis down to the Sacramento area to Rockland, California. And it's a beautiful day. It's like a May. It's just sunny. It's going to be a sunny weekend, basically. Okay. And in Rockland, California, it's like legit like 80s and sunny. And we're all 23, 24 years old and just in the prime of our lives. You know what I mean? Like prime drinking, like everything. So we're all, so we drive all the way down. It's a beautiful drive because it's, as I mentioned, it's sunny. We started early in the morning at like 7 a.m. We get there at like four-ish and they have hotel, like a hotel set up. Like they're basically got our comp our room for us. And when we get there, there's like a freaking like gift bag and all this sort of stuff. And it's at like a Hyatt. So okay. like, it's a pretty solid quality of, uh, I'm trying to figure room. out where the hell this is going to lead. I'm just like trying to think like a step ahead of you. And I'm like, I have no fucking clue. I mean, it's, it's just a good time. Like there's nothing to wonder where it goes to. Oh, it's well, I, oh, I thought it was going to be like some drastic event that you wanted to go back and undo. I mean, not necessarily. It's like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. I'm just asking, are, is there a day, like are two successive days that you want to go relive? Oh, okay. So not for the same motivation as. Not necessarily the same motivation as Noah has in the movie where he oh, has shit. to like redo because he's in love with someone. Not necessarily that, but just like they want to relive and like, and also because you have knowledge, maybe you would change some things, but like not necessarily because you have to or anything like that. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, and also I like this because it, it would have the least effect on my life if I That's went true. back to change some things and make, make some things happen. But yeah, long story short cool as hell road trip all the way down we get there there in the gift bag is like uh, a pint like not the big fifth but like a pint yeah. of maker's mark nice so the four of us who just drove and are sharing the same room we basically all start drinking that before we even get to the rehearsal because then there's we have rehearsal go to the rehearsal uh hang out there and then the rehearsal dinner is at a Mexican restaurant. There's pictures of margaritas on the table. We <laughs> so <laughs> fantastic Mexican dinner, drunk off of margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> the bride to be tells me to watch over the groom to be, and everyone else is just like, Renee's the drunkest one here. Why are you asking him? <laughs> And she's like, he's the one I trust the most. <laughs> Even <laughs> drunk like, Renee is trusted more. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so uh. um, there we and then every, we do a or there's a bachelor and a bachelorette party the night before. Our bachelor party is we go to this casino and just go spend go be at a casino. And I had bought like this huge fucking cigar. And I'm smoking the cigar and playing slots. And like, I don't know what happens. I think I came out even. I don't know how. I mean, if you don't um, remember losing a shit ton, it's a good night. Yeah, exactly. That 
I, I do remember smoking the cigar so much that my stomach started hurting. So then I couldn't. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say. Yeah. But we get back. And so that's the end of that night. Uh, we then the next day, you know, wake up hungoverish, but not like horribly hungover. And the wedding's like going to be at like five. So we got like time to kill and everything else like that. Other friends have shown up now. Mm-hmm. And so we all decided to go out to this like arcade slash mini golf place. And we fucking just go ham and play some mini golf and like go like just arcading. Just a really fucking fun now time. you're talking like that sounds yeah. like my fucking good time. Yeah. And this is the, yeah, the next day. And then after all that, get dressed, go to the wedding. Wedding is absolutely beautiful. The only shitty part is it's on like a, like a fair, like a golf. It's like at a country club mm-hmm. and it's on like a golf tee area. Or like okay. something like that right next to the country club house or like a little grass area. And there's no shade from the sun. Oh, fuck. And the sun is beating down directly into my face. Like Katie's So wedding? I'm just like sweating bullets in a suit. Just like I, I, my big ass has nowhere to go. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just like, I'm sweating out all the toxins from the night before <laughs> And so I get a little headache after the thing. Luckily, someone slips me a couple of, like, uh, um, it was Motrin or whatever, whatever the fuck. So start feeling better. Um, Of course, the happy hour, it ends up, like, where they open up the top shelf, even, for the happy hour, happens as we're taking pictures. So I can't get top shelf shit. I have to drink the well which they offered for you know but it is technically open bar but it's like bottom shelf i mean the gray goose instead of the titos yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and then you know then the dance party slash reception happened then after that we go back to the hotel and everyone stayed at the hotel and so we say, fuck the, whatever the closing hours are for the pool. Everyone goes to the pool <laughs> and we're there like one in the morning in the pool. Like it's an indoor pool and we're all just chilling. And I'm talking to like the bride's extended family and like everyone else. And we're all just fucking drunk and talking and everything else. And, and then, um, and then finally go back to the room and I'm about to go to bed. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've told the story here, but then uh, what <laughs> one buddy got really drunk. Uh, that was that was the buddy Dylan. He got really drunk and he dr- he uh, went swimming in his boxes. <laughs> so then he comes up to the room and <laughs> he puts. Or like he took off his wet boxers and put them on the bed that he was going to sleep on on the side of the bed he was going to sleep on and he went into the restroom to go take a shower i hear him come in so like i'm awake but i'm laying in my bed there's two beds in here i'm laying in my bed and i hear him come in and he puts down the boxers and then goes to take a shower and then when he comes back and he's about to get into bed he's like he gets in and then he immediately gets up and gets out. He's like, 
what the fuck? Why is it wet in my bed? He's like, did someone jizz in my bed? Someone fucking jizzed in my bed, dude. And then he literally has, he tie, he sews a towel. He leaves the room in his tied towel. <laughs> and I think he went to someone else's room. We'll just and pass ended up crashing out? from their couch. Like, passing wow. it on their couch. But literally, the funniest fucking thing was just the fact that his dumbass put wet boxers down in his bed, and then he thought someone had jizzed on his bed because it was his own dumbass forgetting he'd put wet, he'd put wet boxers. That's, that's a high amount of drunk. That is... that's Yeah, that's, that's blackout drunk shit. That's yeah. mid-20s tops drunk. Like, once you yeah. hit 25, like, you can't do that shit anymore. Yeah, well, luckily we're in like 23, 24 area. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Um, and then and then we drove home the next day and we made it. Jesus. And, uh, that sounds quite frankly. Honestly, like was, listening to that sounds fun. We get, yeah. But it sounds and exhausting. I, <laughs> and, and also, knowing what I know now, I know of different ways I could have had fun. Maybe. Right, right. You know. Maybe there's some bridesmaids I would have talked to a little more, like some guests <laughs> or whatever. There's a lot of things. Yeah. So there's some things to improve. But overall, it was just a fun weekend that if anything changed, it wouldn't affect the current time continuum. Yeah, you think that, but uh, fate is a tricky bitch. That's true. God damn it. Time travel. God damn time travel. <laughs> <laughs> So after my story, have you come up with anything? You know, I I kept thinking about it. I I honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's all the sci-fi I've always watched growing up, but I honestly, like, that shit terrifies me. Like, I don't want to go back and change anything. I don't even want to risk it because I, I don't, nothing pops off the page in my memory that is, like, drastic enough over one night that I really would take that risk for. and. Other than like outside of that, I, I just, I, I wouldn't change anything. I know it's like a cop out, but I guess like Max says that in the fucking movie, he's like, he, when he's like all the, all the ladies I've laid and, and all the, all the mistakes I've made and I wouldn't go back and change anything because I wouldn't be me, something like that. And I like me. Yeah. I like me. At least I'm trying to. That's during fair. during the pandemic, there's definitely been I, some shit I don't like about me, but <laughs> I guess for me, that trip to that wedding, I would go back to relive it. Yeah, yeah. But if there was that, uh, if like if I was informed, but this will change the present in some way, then I would I would decline. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's definitely a lot of good memories like that that I would go back and relive. I think plenty of floats down the Mackenzie River in college during a hot summer yeah. day. Those are always wonderful. Um, I think a couple of the weddings I've been to have always been like you, like your story, just fantastic fucking events that are just fun to relive. And yeah, moving to Chicago, seeing the Sears Tower for the first time, that I would go back and relive that moment. That was that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
I would go back to uh, another day I'd go back to is the 4th of July in 20, might be 2011 or might be 2012. Okay. But the one I spent with you in Eugene. When we the... lit fireworks at AJ's house. Wait, what the fuck? Do you remember that one? That sounds vaguely familiar. But I can't, like, what else? Were we, were we in the... Oh, yeah! Okay, yeah, it's all coming back. Yeah, we were out in the front, yeah. in front of the garage. Yeah. 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 And I forget what we did during that day, but, like, we basically hung out that whole day. Yeah. And then we put <laughs> fireworks off that night. Yeah, what did we do? I don't remember. I don't know, but like I just remember just drinking tequila and just getting drunk as hell and like lighting fireworks and then yeah. just and it was a perfect day weather wise and yeah, I don't know. A lot of my choices are perfect day weather wise. Oh, totally. Well. That's a, well, why yeah. do you think Mackenzie River was the first thing that popped off my lips? Yeah, exactly. I was like picturing just floating down the crisp, clear water and eighty-five degrees, no humidity, and mm-hmm. ugh, nothing but trees around you, birds. Fuck. Yeah, but you know, Noah, the protagonist played by Adam Divide, in when we first met. Yeah. He has to learn the hard way that going back to these, going back to moments and trying to change things doesn't exactly lead to where he wants it to lead. Yeah. And it takes him quite a while. Like one of those reviews said. (laughs) Yeah. You figure it out in five. We figured out in five minutes. It takes no one 90. I mean, I think for the first round, maybe I'm like sitting there rooting for him. Like, yeah, fucking go back and get the girl of your dreams. But like, the moment you start to realize that she's not actually the girl of his dreams, it still takes him quite a bit longer to realize that himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, you just keep going back and forth and it's not working, man. Yeah. And like, so I had seen this movie once before, as I mentioned earlier, and this was your first time, correct? Yeah. Yeah. When did you yeah. see it, by the way? When it came out, like right around when it came out. Okay. It was back in 2018. Not necessarily like right away. It was probably a few months after, but yeah. Do you remember what you and Christy had a consensus on? Do you remember your guys' opinions back then? That it was meh. Like we both, we both agreed it was meh. Um, Sounds about right. (laughs) And it was just, I think it, and I think it came down to just the whole Adam Devine just kind of, the first time we watch it, he comes on really strong, like because that's yeah. just that's just his acting style, like that's his comedic style. It's just that this very, you know, he comes on too strong, like ew, like almost repulsive type of feel. Yeah. Uh, but watching it a second time and knowing where it was where it's headed, his performance feels more palatable. Because you realize he's figuring this out as he goes. Yeah. And so there was the point in the movie where you told me like, wait, so after a one conversation <laughs> with her friend, 
he finally realizes that he's not actually in love with her. And I made you pause it because it wasn't one <laughs> conversation with a friend. It was four timelines and one conversation with a friend. Yeah, but... he finally realized that she wasn't in love with him. But it's not like he was really... My only complaint is that he wasn't really showing... I guess he kind of was showing that he was slowly realizing that, but I don't so know. That's where the second viewing of the movie can help because him like in the car with the drunk Ethan makes like an, an Ethan mentioning that he's in love with uh, whatever her name was. Avery. Alexandra Dario. Laser yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then as he's like driving, you kind of see it. And then as he's talking to Carrie, then he realizes it. And then you can kind of see him go, it's like kind of close his eyes and just be like, oh, fuck. Like this. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. I guess when he's when he's ferrying. What the fuck was his name again? Ethan. Ethan. God, fucking yeah. bland ass name. Sorry to all the Ethans out there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you're right. He does kind of show in that scene. He does kind of start to realize like, oh, shit, they're the ones that are actually meant to be together. I mean, I guess, I guess you do need that time traveling context to realize that like he's jumped through so many now and they keep finding a way back to each other. And then he realizes like, then he gets to hear Ethan's side of the story. This whole mm -hmm. time he's been just trying to disrupt. What's her name again? Avery. Avery. He's just been dealing with her. So like he hasn't had that other half of the equation. And all of a sudden he's confronted with, oh shit. Yeah. Like even Ethan well, sees it that way too. So. Well, that's the first timeline where in 2017, like Noah and Avery are actually together. Because the very first attempt, he's considered a stalker. Right. The second attempt. Oh, they're just friends. That's just right. The, he's just the dude that she bangs when she, because yep. she feels like she feels bad because he's a douche. And then this is the third attempt uh, when he figures out that she needs a serious guy. And then that's when he gets the job. Right. And then that's. Yeah. And so that so he builds the quote unquote stable life and she basically settles for him because he was the first right. one there. But she still has met Ethan because she's still supposed to be with Ethan and they still both love each other. So maybe I do need to watch it a second time because now that you like spell all that shit out, I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I wouldn't have been convinced of that then. Yeah. And so and that so watching it the second time also convinced me of it because it's hard to catch the first time you watch it. Because you have yeah. to like, catch everything they're throwing at you and time travel movies are tough to catch the first time you watch them. Especially if he, he keeps jumping back and forth. That's, I mean, that's a really shallow shitty thing to complain about. Cause it's like, you know, it's not that hard to understand, but. Well, to the past and the future. And then also there's a past and a future for each attempt. Right. So like, it's just like, so there's two days per like leap. Yeah. There were a couple times where like, they would spend a lot of attention on Halloween night 
and barely any the next morning. And by the time it got to the next morning, I had already forgotten. Like, oh shit, yeah, that was only one night. Like, we still got to do the second day. Mm. And then he's got to go time travel again. So, I mean, like, it was it wasn't that difficult to keep up with by any means. But it was. You're right. It complicates your ability to like completely follow all of the minor details too. Yes, I. As far as the first time that they meet, like the actual meeting at the beginning of the movie between Noah and Avery, I thought they did it well and they had to do it well because yeah. that was the whole setup of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it was I something that was going to be well, shown over and over and over. They were going to keep reliving it. So, yeah. And it is it's like, it feels like he actually has a chance until the hug. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering how the hell they were going to start, like, unwinding that and trying to explain that away. <laughs> well, I love, like, the whole <laughs> when the hug happens and, like, it shows, like, the the war scenes, like, in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the shit going off in his mind. Yeah, and just, like, <laughs> and, you know, as they mentioned in the movie, like, you're you're watching it. And as a dumb dude, I'm like, how the fuck did this not go the way that mm -hmm. like he would want it, that everyone would want it to go. And then they explained through Carrie, there's that whole intangible thing, the thing that ephemeral feeling. It's, it's fucking it's true, man. That's you some know? real shit. That's some real shit. I mean, I don't understand why that's not more like prominent in our like DNA. Like, why aren't mm -hmm. we just born knowing this kind of shit? Like, why do we have to waste so much goddamn time learning this lesson? Every one of us. It's not something we could pass down through generation after generation, you know, as a society. Like, what the fuck? I know. It's just, it's one of those things. But also something I didn't catch the first time and it took the second viewing was to was that the things Avery said she likes in the meeting that they have yeah she doesn't actually like she just kind of stole that identity yeah. from Carrie because probably because she thinks that that's what a cool person would like because she thinks Carrie's cool which is why she's friends with and it's just like oh you're that insecure about your own identity like and that's probably why she works out with Ethan because Ethan makes her feel less insecure and she can actually be who she is. But yeah, well, I, I don't yeah, know, man. You I find all that shit out. You're just like, oh, like Avery just. Yeah. Has it. Well, she's obviously got some right. shit that, you know, she needs to work through in herself. Yeah. So and that's. I don't yeah, know. If... I've never I didn't catch it the first time. And. I mean, yeah, they only they only vaguely scary. mention it towards the end, where like he's sitting at the piano with uh, the friend's name, Carrie. Carrie, that's right. And I keep calling it Carrie. I hope it's Carrie. I think you're right. No, I think it is Carrie. Um, yeah, he's sitting with her at the piano, and I think that was yeah, the the first time they fucking hint at it. When he's like, "Oh, so you're the jazz one," but even then, like you have to kind of start piecing it together and be like, "Oh, so." She doesn't like anything that Carrie likes. Okay. 
So this mm-hmm. was all Carrie. Yeah. And so she had a really nice night with someone using lies. And so that's why it's so easy for her to put him in the friend zone. Because he's being real and she's not. And so then it's just like she kind of leads him along. A little bit. A little bit. And that's really disappointing because then that's three years of time that we don't see that he's lost pining for her. That's the other thing I kept trying to like grip around. Like if you're, if you're just going back to an event three years and then coming forward, that's one thing, but like to keep going back and forth over a three year span. And then each time I have to remember that you fast forwarded through those three years. So now like all this extra shit has happened and Mm -hmm. we just have to assume that it's there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That got that got extra complicated. Yeah. Me. I mean, technically, those three years aren't a waste of time because there's a whole friendship that was still created and yeah. Right. Right, right, right. But nonetheless, it's still for an audience perspective. That yeah, it's just like that really takes away from the first meeting, and I get that that's supposed to draw you toward the actual coupling at the end but at the same time it's still it, you're right it, it loses momentum it's mm-hmm. like it's like okay cool we've we've revamped the meat cute we've shown you like how to differently think about it great mm-hmm. now i want to see them like get together but then it's like oh then they waited three years and like all this other shit fell apart and happened in between and then we get to see them get together it's like hmm. it loses momentum I would have liked to see a little bit more. What? Are, are you talking about between Noah and Carrie or Noah and Avery? Yeah, Noah and Carrie. Is that okay. who you're talking about? No, I was talking about Noah and Avery's meet cute is taken away. Oh, 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 oh. Avery's lying to him, basically. Oh, I see. That's my bad. And yeah, and so, and I get that. that that the lies that Avery tells is supposed to make him more attracted to Carrie for when he actually does get with Carrie at the end of the film. But at the same time, still kind of a tough pill to swallow that the whole setup of the movie, which was their meeting at the beginning between Avery and Noah was rooted in a foundation of lies. Lies. Would you call it lies though? I mean, she hasn't seen a league of their own. She doesn't listen to jazz. Oh, those lies, yeah. <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole point. Like, like you said, it's supposed to spin you in the direction of Carrie, but like Yeah, it's it's like, all right, so you I feel like that's something that gets told in fairy tales, like old school fairy tales. It's like, oh, your real Prince Charming is this other person. And that's who you, it's like, what is it? Uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. That story where he like writes all of Christian's letters, love letters to the girl that he's secretly in love with. And she falls for the poetry, not for the man. And then still falls for the man instead. Anyway, like, I don't know. I feel like that's a little more fairy ish than I was prepared for in this movie, I guess. Yeah. I, 
It was just, I don't know. And then like, I don't know, I, like I said, the whole momentum shift from like, so I think it's cool. I, I like the idea of rephrasing a meet cute and saying like, oh, my destiny was really like he realizes and says aloud, my destiny was actually to meet Carrie, you know, like the whole purpose that I was meeting. Fuck, I cannot remember. Avery, Jesus. <laughs> the whole reason I was meeting Avery was, like you said, to develop a friendship, but also to meet Carrie. Like it was leading to that progression of events. And I don't want to change that. I want to like make it right. And that's when he goes back and makes it right finally. But like, even that, like, I like that concept, but then it just, it, it to me, it loses momentum. It's like, okay, so you're going back now you meet Carrie and then you gotta, now we gotta wait three years for you guys to actually like be together on screen, you know, it just, I would have liked to see more time, I guess, with them somehow. And I know they had some time, they, but yeah, I mean, she's always the muse in each one of the timelines that he ends up having to talk, having a conversation with before he goes back to the photo booth. So those are supposed to be the meetings that are supposed to build to why they would right. create a, a romance. I mean, at the same time, when you get to the, Three years later in 2017, like he's had multiple timelines of moments with her. So to feel that intangible thing, he's also now had a lesson like beaten into him through time travel yeah. about the feeling of love as opposed to the thoughts of love. And so yeah. by the time he gets to 2017 to that engagement party, he's on a different wavelength than that present time carry is. Right. And so he, so as an audience, we're, yeah, we, we don't get to see the meet cute between them. Right. Right. Or like the actual development of the feelings. Whereas like, I don't know, in contrast to what was the movie we recently, was it the, I think it was a Noah Centineo movie, the perfect date. Yeah. Isn't that the one where like it, he's got this huge crush on someone and then realizes that it's the other girl all yeah, along? Yeah, he uh, he sees the girl at the rich high school. Right. Yeah. And he's immediately like wants to be with that girl. Tries to change himself to become like her perfect match. Yeah. And then realizes all along that it's the girl that's been kind of his, you know, cohort the whole time it's like yes. that actually like that kind of worked because you weren't resetting her fucking memory every time <laughs> like they grew together at the same pace mm -hmm. and then at the end like they're on the same page and it's not like I, yeah yeah i don't know how you would have done that in this movie but that's what i think that's what killed it for me it was just like this is the it, romance it, i'm supposed it, to be rooting for because at the end of the movie, like he's going with Carrie to, you know, he's going out, they're ditching the party and they're going to go out and grab a drink and have a discussion and then fall for each other because he's sure that she's the one sort of thing. Yeah. But he's certain of something in the back. Like he's already got this certainty yeah. in the back of his mind. 
technically she doesn't have that prior knowledge. So this has started on a foundation of not, I mean, you couldn't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to call it a lie, but it, of, you it's, know, of it's, withheld information. He's risking back, back going back into stalker territory or at least appearing that way. Like it's weird. Not necessarily because he doesn't know the future from there. True. But having that like intense and guttural feeling but, and like, yeah, that's, I don't know, I guess as an initial reaction, it might scare someone away, but I guess, yeah. Over time. Yeah. Well, uh, that goes to my theory of what happens after ever after between Noah and Carrie. Yeah. I'm curious. What do you got? They, I think he stupidly takes her to the same jazz bar okay. that he took Avery. And that when they go to that jazz bar, they have one, two, five drinks. And then what does she decide that they need to do right at that moment? Play the piano. They need to go into the photo booth and take pictures. Oh, shit. And they start the whole thing over again. And the both of them go back to 2014. (laughs) Oh, shit. And then hijinks ensue. And they have to figure out what exactly they're going to do from 2014. I dig it. That 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 could be an interesting sequel. Yeah. Now they wake up in his bed because they go to bed together after their drunken night, and it's 2014. He knows what exactly is happening. She's freaking the fuck out. Then all of a sudden she realizes he knows about the time travel thing. And now she can't trust him. <laughs> and now there's a whole, we got to get through this together. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, and he has fuck. to explain everything that happens. But then he has to go find her because she's run away from him. And so now he's like on this chase. So they have to make to up in order to get before, out of there. They have to make up before they get out of there or else he could ruin the present day. <laughs> oh my God. And then he realizes when they get back to the present day, we're not going back to that fucking bar ever again. (laughs) We can never go back. He's like he, and then he shows up to the bar post credits with a bat and just beats the (laughs) fuck out of the photo booth and breaks it to a million pieces. Just never again. Never again. I want to see that movie. Like that's that's the movie I want to see. You know what? You know what you could do? You could condense this movie down and make that into the first like 15 minute introduction to your movie. Like (laughs) he only travels back once and he travels back or he comes forward again. And then he's like, all right, fuck, I got to go back. And then in the meantime, like they both get drunk together or something, fall into the photo booth. It happens. Now they're fucking at each other's throats. She's pissed because he knew about it. And then she got pulled back with him. He's pissed because now she's foiling his plan to get Avery's character or Avery back. And then along somewhere in the process, they realize <laughs> they like each other better. I would have loved to see that movie. That would have been interesting. Yeah. When the, you know, yeah, that's, a, that's a romancing the stone Max and having Max. Have a- that's a romancing the stone type plot where it's like, they get stuck in back in time together and they've got a like, overcome danger and shit there you go you're welcome and netflix because... you're fucking welcome netflix 
And Wait. because of the storyline and everything else like that, there really isn't a kiss of the movie per se. Yeah. Like the kiss of the movie technically is when he goes over to see Carrie in 2017 after he, he the one after the one where he plays Cupid, right? And he makes Ethan and Avery meet, and then he hangs out with Carrie that night, right? But that um, when do so they kiss? Though? When he goes and sees her, he kisses her on the doorstep, and then she's like, "What are you doing? I'm on a date." Oh shit! That kiss. That's technically the kiss of the film. I mean, yeah. Unless other than that. Count- that the Polaroid, the, po- the Polaroid at the credits, yeah. Because I think he even has more than he has more than one kiss with Avery, doesn't he? Yeah. So I think we're yeah. shown more kisses with Avery than we are with with her, which I guess makes sense if you're you know obsessed about her the whole. Well, movie. I mean that's that's the thing that they the misdirection that they bring, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess are we grading that one then? The yeah, I guess I, I give it a C minus because it's it, it's I wouldn't funny. even go that high. I, I think it's funny because <clears throat> like the whole I, I thought we were expressing feelings here and like that's because he the has aftermath. that whole yeah he has once again that confidence in them that she doesn't have because she's like what the fuck are you doing here um so i think that that humor there at least brings it up to a c minus but at the same time yeah yeah it's not great for romance at all that's what i'm saying like i i don't know for me never mind now i'm getting ahead of myself and grading a bunch of other shit but yeah i think i think c minus is probably pretty fair for that and you're right the funny the funny stuff afterwards i mean how do you pronounce his last name divine divine i go divine that's what my brain was telling me to do too i mean i love his quirky demeanor and everything like he was great on modern family he was great in workaholics he's been great in the few other movies i've seen him in um and he was great in this too like he brings the same quirky vibe and if you're if you know what you're in for then like that's it's great comedic relief and that scene is definitely an example of it but it's just yeah i guess that kiss is just for me like an example of the rest of the movie where it's just like yeah but like it's so fucking lackluster like everything about the romance in this movie was just kind of like eh. it was it had funny moments and it was it was a good storyline. It was it had some unique qualities to it. But like Jesus, the actual romantic part of it was like, eh. yeah, so. it was lacking a little bit. But I like your happily ever after. I think that 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 makes it better. <laughs> what happens after after? Yeah. Being fun. Like, just give me a twenty minute short of that. I love it. Or even a I half hour. It. Like, I just want to see what happens there. So. Yeah. For the verdict of the film, I'll go first. All right. Coming into watching the film, I wasn't excited at all <laughs> that you did this. Um, because <laughs> I had remembered 
like I I knew what the movie was, and I just remember the like bad feelings I had from it of just like oh God. yeah like, I have to watch and be Adam Divine and like <laughs> it's fun. like you had to be in the mood to watch him right and like these sorts of things like he can be funny but you have to be ready for you it do. and like you I do. had to get myself in that mind frame and everything else like I was just having to put myself up for this. Watching it again, it was much more enjoyable than I expected. Well, good. It to be. So I think that it's a solid. Well, I wouldn't say solid, but it's definitely a fun. It's a fuck. And it's as as that as we said at the very beginning when we were referencing that review, it is a folding laundry, put it on in the background of a Sunday. <laughs> fuck which we did i mean i wasn't really folding laundry but it is yeah. midday on a sunday and uh i mean i was making bets for like sports on my <laughs> laptop as we were watching it like i i, I was ate, working on our fantasy I, league <laughs> i went i went i went pee at one point without pausing it yeah it was it was all in the background yeah so. it's it's definitely i would agree it's a low tier fuck it's there's some yeah. comedic parts. Uh, if you're in an Adam Divine mood, it's solid. He's a he's Adam Divine. Like it's exactly what you would expect. Mm-hmm. And when I chose the movie, I was in that mood. Like I was thinking about like Mike and Dave need need wedding dates, and I was like, I want to watch that sometime. <laughs> and I was, you know, I was like, well, this one I haven't seen, so let's check this out. And then yeah, when I was I was the same way going into the movie, I was like. Eh. All right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's like the rest of it delivers. Like I said, it's it's unique enough. There's some good qualities to it in terms of comedy. It's just, yeah, you got to be in an Adam Divine mood and you got to accept that the romance storyline isn't that prevalent. Well, prevalent's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's just not as potent. Which is yeah. probably for the best, because I, I gotta say, as much as I do like Adam Devine, I just he doesn't strike me as the I don't know the typical romantic lead. Like yeah, I have like I've seen Mike and Dave need a wedding date before, and I remember him in that movie being an okay lead because there was another male lead with him, so it was like a dynamic that you were being sold, you know, and like that. I kind of compared to coming into this movie, I think. And it kind of, I don't know, changed my expectations, I guess. So yeah, low tier fuck. Yeah. As a male watching any sort of rom-com or romantic movie, you like to transpose yourself into the male lead role. Think I'm that guy. Yeah. To a point. Yeah. And so when you see someone like Adam Devine, or if you see someone like Jack Black in the holiday, a lot of guys are going to say, oh, I'm not like that. I don't look like that. Yeah. And so they're immediately going to just dismiss them <laughs> because they're the silly, you know, the silly guys who don't necessarily have the traditional good looks because everyone wants to transpose themselves. And they're like, if I'm going to be someone else, I want to be the good looking shit, like, dumb, like, um, absolute, like, honk sort of guy. Well, I don't know that I I wouldn't say that about 
No, I wouldn't say it's necessarily looks for me anyway. Because I wouldn't say Adam Devine's necessarily unattractive at all. I think he's a decent looking dude. Oh, no, no, no. I just like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's that Adam Devine like quirkiness that it's like some of the shit that he does even in this movie, like I think is great because it's like down to earth real shit. Like people stumble over their words. People are nervous as hell in those kinds of situations. Like I love rom-coms mm-hmm. that actually do realistic stuff like that and make the male lead like flawed and quirky, but you know, comically so. There's just something else that's just kind of like, it's like too quirky. Like I can never truly take him seriously. You know, like if he got really serious with me about like his feelings or something, I'd, I'd wonder if there was, I don't know, some sort of underlying motivation that I, I can't understand, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's their own. Right. I thought he was solid for this part. It's just you gotta be in an Adam Divine mood. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. Yeah. That's just always how I've been with his performances. You yeah. just gotta be in the mood. So So that's that for that. <laughs> uh, you can find our socials uh on Instagram at Bromancing the Stone Podcast, all one word together, Bromancing the Stone Podcast. And then on Instagram or on Twitter, excuse me, uh, at Bro the Stone Pod, and that's B R O T H E S T O N E P O D. And I usually live tweet there. Didn't do it this week. Sorry. What you gonna do about it? Want to <laughs> fight me? Let's do it. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at Supermarket Sweep without the E in Super. So that's S U P R Market Sweep. And then on Instagram, I am at Relusa eighty eight. So that's R-E-L-U-S-A-8. And then Max. On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted, which is T-H-E-L period L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. And on Twitter, Twitter, you can find me on the Lionhearted with an underscore. T-H-E-L underscore L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. I don't know why I'm forgetting the punctuation all of a sudden. <laughs> I just realized that I created my Instagram the weekend of that wedding. The one you told today? Yeah. Really? The one I told that I would go relive. Dude, see? Fucking parallels all over the place, man. Yeah. I, do, I don't think I took, like, a tremendous amount of photos. I think but I think my very first photo is from the road trip when we stopped at a, a truck stop. Oh, shit, really? And it said, yeah, and it says, like, no loitering. And then I'm just standing by the no loitering sign, just like, that's it. Like, you fucking rebel. Standing by, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, what you gonna do about it? Sort of look. Um, Way to stick it to the man, man. Um, what are you doing? Actually, are you looking for it? <laughs> yeah. No, I think I might have created it after. Well, you said it wasn't too long no, I after. Created right? it after, but I used that as my like my profile photo. For That's cool. That's cool. So, oh wow, parallels, man. Fucking I just saw a picture of me in 2013. That was dude. Don't do that. Don't go back in time. That was uh, oh damn it! I was God damn so time dapper. travel, dude. Stop it. I was so dapper. 
Ah, I think everyone man. prior to 2020 was dapper. And then 2020 man, leveled the playing field. Fucking. Ugh. Anyway, sorry. I'm going. I'm looking back. All right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. Yeah, thank you for it's taking us on that journey. You want to see how I looked eight years ago and see me pine for those days again. Anyway, uh, it's my choice of a movie. What do we got next week? I gave it some thought, but like, I, I don't know. I have a choice in mind and I'm not sure if I want to pull the trigger. I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Fuck it. Why wouldn't you? One that's in my mind. I'm going to go with Roman holiday. You know, that was back to the black and white. That was one I was considering last week too. So yeah, I figured you would choose that eventually. Yeah, I mean, it's one that I've mentioned in like off mic, and yeah, I just felt like the next foray out into the black and white movies and the old movies. Yeah. I thought that should be the choice. I've never seen um, that. I've seen it once. I enjoyed it, and the ending is a real motherfucker. So, a real, I'm real interested to watch it a second time and to see that ending again. Motherfucker. Fucker, what does that mean? Bad, good. You'll find out next oh, week, fuck. along with the tens and tens of listeners. So we love y'all. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. We love you guys. Stay Peace. safe.